Hey guys, this is Walt from the Arena Podcast. Just dropping a heads up, but unfortunately we encountered some sound issues on this episode, which I totally blame my co-host Gabe for. While we strive for perfection in every way when it comes to this podcast, except for when Gabe talks about his love for the Giants, we did have issues this week as we are recording remotely. But rest assured, we will fix this for next week. Although, quite frankly... Uh, Gabe's love for Big Blue is probably beyond fixing. But anyway, we will get back to the high-quality podcast that you're used to. Except, guys, there's probably really nothing I can do about my guy Gabe. Anyway, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Arena Podcast, everyone. My name is Gabe, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Walt, who will say hi. When yeah, kids. What's up, hi. people? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> so another touchdown by the Rams. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. <laughs> so as you can see, we're, uh, we're, we're still in the middle of football weekend, but before we continue with the... Uh, with our discussion on the football weekend, just want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, little podcast that we're starting uh, between two fans from New York. Um, just a quick reminder that the best way to support your podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Hit that share button right now to your best friend, the person that you typically or normally talk to uh, about all things sports, whoever you're debating, whoever you jump into an arena with to fight over sports. Because uh, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, you're going to hear some rants. You're going to hear some raves. You're going to hear some discussion. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's what we're all about. Uh, but before we before we get into any of that, I have to comment on I'm gonna be... Walt. Your, your beard is looking magnificent. You guys can't see this because, obviously, <laughs> you're listening. But, Walt, what did you do to your beard? Did you, did you go see, like, uh, like a, a stylist or something? Nah, man, this is all at home. The only, the only, the only is a little too gray, a little too gray. The gray. I mean, it looks white. It looks majestic. It looks majestic. There you go. Do you use like, do you use like one of those like beard, do you use one of those beard, uh, like beard, uh, straighteners, like ironing things, you know, like the, the women have like the, the flattening irons and stuff, hair straighteners. It looks, you do? Nah, man. No, I'm a I'm a man's man. I this is just comb, comb and, and water, and that's it. <laughs> although, combing, although combing water, no soap. I, I, well, of course, obviously, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I I do I do say that I did buy for the first time some beer gel. I haven't used it yet. But okay. you know what you need to use? You need to use there. beard balm. You need beard balm. Okay, because the balm. Is nice and light. You won't feel it. It won't be sticky or anything like that. But it will be nice, and you know it'll give your 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 beard a little bit of health. Anyway, enough beer talk. Let's go right, right. into. Sounds it. good. Um, if you guys listen oh, to oh, oh. Uh, we we we're talking all football right now for the most part. But before we get into football, we got a little bit of NBA news. Some interesting news. Um. Some not so great news if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, which I am not. Brooklyn, Mary, Mary, Brooklyn. Mary, 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 Mary. 
Um, Kevin Durant is going to be out, what is it, four to six weeks? Or is it six to eight weeks? Four to eight weeks? Something like that. He's going to be out uh, at least a- four to four to six weeks. Yeah, four He's to six. Be out at least now. a month. He has an MCL sprain from a, a bad fall that uh, I don't I don't remember who fell, but someone fell basically in the middle of the game, fell into him, and uh, you know you can see the, the the video. I saw it live actually, and um, well not in person, but I saw it on TV. Um, you can see that mm-hmm. the leg does hyperextend, and Kevin Durant has pretty skinny legs, so it's gonna be it's kind of a rough situation considering that the uh, Nets are without Kyrie at home. They only have Kyrie on the road. Uh, So not having, so basically at home, it's just Harden and, and the practice squad, really. I mean, and and it, it goes without saying, you know, to state the obvious. Dude was leading the league, you know, uh, with 29.3 points and to, to, take that out of the lineup along with his seven rebounds and almost six assists a game, that's going to be big for them. And like you said, Kyrie not not playing at home, that's going to be a big stress. And you know what? They're kind of in a weird position right now because he's probably going to miss maybe around 20 games. If you look at four to six weeks, right? 20, 20 some odd games. Right. They are, they are, they're not in the best position in terms of the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying that they're probably going to fall out of the playoffs, but they're kind of in a tricky situation right now. You know, they're not guaranteed a little bit, a little bit. getting into the playoffs. And now, yeah, now that you take him out, well, he's a huge piece. It's, it's going to be rough for them. It's not going to be easy. Well, look, I mean, they're on the road right now. They fought. They, they fought. Sorry, guys. I'm. I do MMA. I, well, I don't personally do MMA. I do jujitsu, and every time, like I think about competition, immediately it's a fight. Um, but they they played tonight. The uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers they played at, in Cleveland, so they had they had the benefit of Kyrie, and they still weren't able to eke out the win. They lost uh, one hundred seven yeah. of one fourteen, and the numbers there for Kyrie and Harding respectively are twenty seven and twenty two points. Um, so. You know, if if it's it's tough enough to win on the road without the rent and still having Kyrie, I would imagine that playing at home is going to be just as tough. Uh, it, well, if not harder, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a rough I think road. They're in fifth place, right? They're in fifth place. I'm not sure. I don't. Really, right I, I don't. I don't follow the Nets. I follow the other. You know, uh, much better looking, but not doing as well. New York team, the New York Knicks, and we could talk a little bit about them. It's funny because I, I mentioned, I, I mentioned to you they did, they did, but it, that trade isn't going to be effectual. I don't know if that's a word, but it's not going to affect the uh, actual yeah, games right now because Cam Reddish is going to be out for some time with an ankle injury, right? I believe, I believe it's an ankle, right? Anyway. Mm-hmm. But there is something that I was mentioning to you that I want to start doing. Now, everyone here that has listened to the, fir- the first few episodes already knows I have gripes with a certain Nick player. Okay? And I'm pretty sure every Nick fan has the same gripes with this specific Nick player. Now, Julius Randle, you know, nice guy. Apparently, he's, he's, he's very well regarded as a person. And when he plays well, he plays really well. But when he plays crappy, he plays really crappy. And he the, the inconsistency drives me crazy. And New York sports, 
can drive someone crazy as it is, you know, let alone having your quote unquote, you know, superstar number one basketball player having games where he's only scoring two points in 40 minutes of play. It's crazy to me. So yeah, I'm going to be doing what I'm going to be doing is I want to give you guys the Randall report. How do you like that? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the Randall once a week? I'm all for it. I'm looking at his once stats a week. right now. I'm all for it. Right now, his inconsistency is so crazy that he needs to get graded on a weekly basis. Now, it is the start of the week. So, you know, he did have a few good games okay. previously, but we lost out today already. And, you know, he he gave us 31 minutes with 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 18 points. To be fair, R.J. Barrett didn't give us mm-hmm. that much more. He gave us 18 points also, so it doesn't look like you know the squad did their did their thing for the most part. They only they were only really able to catch up to the Hornets. They lost to the Hornets 97-87, but they're really only able to catch up to them in garbage time when it was too it was too it was too late to really catch up to 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 their lead. But uh, yeah, they they ended that game with a with a 10 on run because and so it made it a little. Closer than it really was. The thing is that so, like Lamelo was 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 out, so they didn't even have ball on the uh, on the floor, and they still beat us. That's what's kind of crazy to yeah, me. No. That's that's bad. So listen. The, so I don't know. I'm gonna give them so far. I'll, I'll, I'll give you know. You know, on Randall, I will give him right now. We're talking about since. The infamous thumbs down, you know, shut the F up incident. You know, we've already forgiven you for that. Okay, we're starting. We're giving you another chance to start fresh, Randall. And this is going to be your very first grade on the Randall report. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a C plus. What's How do you feel about that? Walt? How do you feel about that? A C plus okay. so far. I think that he can definitely C do plus. better. Only because. Only because he showed up, I'm, he showed up. A, I'm okay with that. In a couple games, he he did he did his thing a little bit. He's starting to get a little bit of a groove. He was having some fun. And you know what? He gets he gets extra points just because we beat Tra- Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. So he um um eh, because you know what I'm looking at I'm looking at his field goal percentage. Um, six of sixteen. That. Kind of, I know that's that's why he gets the, 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 the so, that's why yeah, that's why he's at C, you know. The 18, C. you know, he did, yeah. The 18 10 sounds good, but when you look deeper, you know, 31 minutes shooting six of 16, eh, I, I think the C, no, I, the C and I understand that, but that's a C plus is where I give him, I give him a C plus. At the moment, did you you gave him a C plus? Yeah, I I'll, I'll I give him a C plus. I, I think uh, I think it was an okay okay performance. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I'll buy I'll buy that for a dollar. Why on earth? <laughs> why on earth did I say? Oh God. Anyway, I was speaking about Trey Young. I don't know why, but anyway, the the main reason he gets the oh. bumped up points is because of because of his. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's because of his. It's because we were able to win against <laughs> the hated Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young. You know, despite Trey Young having a pretty good performance, twenty nine points, 
You know, all I care about is whatever it takes to beat Trey Young. That's all I care about. Randall was a part of that. Randall had Randall 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 contributed to that. He had twenty four points. Didn't have as many rebounds, but he had nine assists and nine assists, so he was a facilitator. So that's all I really care about. Anyway, that's yeah, where I'm at on the Randall good. report. Um, football. I'm liking it. Football, football. was crazy now, this weekend. Dude. Football was crazy this weekend. Kudos to you on your picks. I'm I'm mad though because uh you know right <laughs> now I'm I'm looking at the game. It is the third quarter with four about four minutes remaining. Um and LA is beating the Cardinals 28 to nothing. And so I was perfect on my other picks, and this one was made because I just wanted to be a contrarian pick against you. Otherwise, I'd be 6-0 and this week. You, know you want to know what's really funny? I mean, I guess, like, it wouldn't have mattered. <sighs> I tried really hard to, to, to place a parlay bet. Now, I'm not generally a sports betting guy. I don't like to bet on sports because anything can happen in sports. But oh, yeah, I wanted to... I wanted to place a 50-50 bet on your ticket and my ticket, right? Because I figured, like, mm-hmm. all right, we both we both kind of have like just pretty similar 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 tickets, right? If either one of our tickets had won on fifty dollars, it would have been about three thousand dollars on the bet. Now, clearly, it doesn't matter because okay. if we had played the bet and the LA Rams win, neither of us would have won because we didn't have a full perfect card. But man, you were close. Yeah, I know. You were close. Earlier yeah, today, I was thinking. I was. Earlier today, I was kicking myself in the butt for not doing it, um, and instead putting that money towards some other raffle that I ended up winning. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. So let's just go down the picks real quick. I had I had the Bengals, the Patriots, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Rams, and you had. All the same, except you had the the Bills, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. Uh, that was only the only difference yes. between uh, our two cards. And uh, you, I mean, you 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 did call most of the games. You know, I'll give you that yeah. on 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 the Rams and the Cardinals because we were both just on the toss up. We both didn't really care too much about the game. And uh, we literally, like, I chose based on the colors. I didn't know. I like Matthew Stafford, but I don't really know anything about, like, the, the team, their 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 scheme. I don't know anything about their coaching staff. I, I just don't follow the Rams. So I picked based on color, and you picked based on my choice. So I'll give you that. That didn't count. Yes. Everything else, though, you okay. really, really called it. You knew what you were talking about there. Uh, I'll give it to you, man. Yeah, I mean, you like, know, I... Look, let's I, let's I go think, ahead and talk. Uh, let's go yeah, ahead. Let's, and talk. let's talk about the games real quick. Yeah, let's talk about the you game. Know. Let's start. Let's start with the Raiders and Bengals. That was that was a fun game. That was a fun oh game. It was gosh, a tough was game, a, though. That was that was a tough game. You know what? At yeah. the very end of that game, I was actually rooting for the Raiders, and I know I picked the Bengals and and stuff. But yeah. You know what? The, the there was something about the Raiders that was like you know I was rooting for them to at least tie the game because they work so you know hard. It, to it's get just back the in. underdogs, man. You know you always, yeah, you always want to. Yeah, it's true. And plus, they had that horrific call, you know, um, 
where they basically gifted a, a touchdown to the Bengals and stuff. Now, we don't know what you know, will happen on the, on the following play. You know, um, anything could happen. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. Okay. At the position that they were in, what's the likelihood that they would have been able to uh, get a field goal? No, they, they could have gotten a field goal, but if you look at the way goal if you take that touchdown away, it changes the complexion of the game. Yeah, no, they were right there. Um, you know, so I don't know if it changes least, it too much because this, three, because this you know? this happened. The thing is like like I don't know if it would have changed the complexion of the game too much because they they still needed a score. You know, the Raiders needed a touchdown in order to win anyway. So they were gonna I don't think they would have changed too much their scheme um and, and their play calling. Uh, and this happened in the first half, no? but, right? Right, and and so right. So I think there was enough say, you know, time. Um, there was enough. Time, there was enough time for right. them to kind of come back. So, but, but I think, think about that, it this way, though: if yeah. if if that was instead of a touchdown, a field goal, right? Very end, that last drive changes greatly because now they're not driving for a touchdown to kind of tie the game. They're driving to tie the game with a field goal. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's a little bit. And I they suppose. were close enough to kick the yeah, field goal already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so, suppose. Yeah, yeah it you're right. happen in you're the right. first half. It, no, but, hey, listen. You know what? Uh, wh- what do they say? Never put it in the hands of the refs, right? That's yeah. Oh, 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 we, we, oh, we're going to talk about putting the hands on, putting in the hands of the refs when we get to the Dallas Cowboys game. Oh, we're going to talk about oh, that. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? But I think you, you are, are going to have right a difference of opinion there. Ooh. Yeah, you know what they, they No, I don't know. They, I don't know if we will. Should've... I don't know if we will, but we'll talk about that. Okay. But you know what? It was a really entertaining game. And I, I like I said, I kind of thought that Cincinnati is just the, the better team. And, you know, they showed it. So much props to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow showed out again, right? Is he like the next yeah. coming of Joe Cool over here? You know? I don't know, man. So, um, I don't know. I, I I you know, I really like Joe Burrow. But then after seeing the rest, the rest of the playoff weekend, I don't. I think I. I don't know how great his chances are in this postseason, because we had some serious blowouts. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Now again, before absolutely. before we move on to the Bills and the Patriots, I gotta I gotta also say that yeah, I I thought that the 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 Bengals Raiders game was probably the most fun game out of the weekend for me, because it was really? closer. Yeah, there was more drama. I, I, like I, it was a nail biter to the end. You know, the other games where they were actually, all complete blowouts, I was done watching the game halfway through. With the exception of the... With the exception of that. Well, yeah, the exception of a couple of games, yes. But the the, the one yeah, I didn't the, actually was watch, I couldn't watch. That's my choice for game of the week, you know? Oh, that's right. We got to have a game of the week. All right. Okay. 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 Well, let's yeah, move on to so, the Bills and the Patriots. Then. All right. So what do you, what do you, uh, what do you thought about the Bills and Patriots? Um. Yeah, that's kind of how I expected it to go. You know, it, it was. It was. I. I am surprised though. I am surprised. Um, touchdowns on the first seven touches for the Bills. That is deep, man. You know, I mean, they like, didn't they do? Is, wasn't it? Wasn't it five drives, five touchdowns? Seven drives, seven touchdowns to start the game. They, they didn't get Seven interrupted times. once. I don't remember that. Nope. They didn't get interrupted one time. I think, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, they did. The very end of the yeah. game when they knelt down to to you know draw out the clock. But seven oh seven seven drives to start the game, seven touchdowns. And and That's think insane. about it this way. Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than he had in completions. So wait, really? That's about as yep, that's about as perfect a game that you can have. You know, everything was clicking for them. No, no, that uh, was a uh, perfect game. Offense, defense, and special was. teams, that was a perfect game. Now, it isn't what I expected. I didn't, you know, I picked the Patriots just because I like to kind of pick. I like to be a contrarian, but not necessarily just to you, but to the general consensus. That's why I like underdogs. And I mm-hmm. also hoped, I hope that, like, we could potentially have gotten somehow that Belichick, Tom Brady Super Bowl matchup, you know, not that no, I that thought it was likely. Happen. That was never going to happen. I understand. I mean, I clearly we can say that now. That's for a sure, good story. I, I, I never. That's I. I was just. I was just really excited about the storyline, and that's where I had. That's why I kind of had my my my. I guess my eggs in that basket. Even though I'm not particularly a uh, a Belichick fan, and I absolutely mm-hmm. will never ever. Truly root for Brady. I will I will I will say who wins. I will say, yeah, Brady will win the game, but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna root for him. Uh but I also went based off yeah. of the Patriots and the Bills last meeting where I thought that Bill Belichick basically outcoached the Bills team. And I felt like, all right, well, this one, yeah, I don't think that Mac Jones has the tools. I don't think the team specifically has all the tools, but I thought that Bill Belichick was gonna be able to outcoach him. And he was outclassed in every single way. Yeah, I think I, I think it wasn't a matter of coaching. I just think the disparity in talent was just too great for him to overcome. I mean, you you look at you look at the way the Bills play. That defense is spectacular, and it sh- they showed out that game. And then you look oh, at sure. you look for at sure. the Bills. You look at the Bills on offense. You know, you have. You have Josh Allen, you know, and he was just magnificent. I mean, that yeah, that yeah, about, like was. I said, twenty of twenty-one of twenty-five for three hundred and eight yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. And like I said, five touchdowns, four incompletions. His his passer rating was one of the highest ever. You know, um. He just played the perfect game, and you know what? He's built for that team, really, because if you look at how that that game played, right, it was, I think, minus 7 degrees, and, you know, the wind was there. And was but he's insane. the perfect guy because insane, he's this yeah. big, burly quarterback that has – yeah, he's got that strong arm, so he can kind of muscle those He's those basically a quarterback tight end. They weren't short throws, though. Yeah, no, no, no. He's basically a yeah, quarterback he is. tight he's, end. He's, that he's a tight big, end. Yeah, he's, he's – Crazy, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, he had pretty much. So a I, perfect I didn't think game. it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be forty-seven seventeen. To be honest, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer than that. But Jesus I didn't. Christ, I didn't think. I didn't feel that the Patriots had a real chance to win that game. You know, I, I thought that there was a chance, but obviously I was wrong. Um, now you have. You see that now. Let's paint the picture, right? Because I see 
such a crazy blow. And I was like, oh my God, what a blowout. This is going to be the talk of the weekend. And then we see the Bucks and Eagles. And Tom Brady's just putting on yeah. a clinic. He's going over there. He's basically playing like freaking, like, 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 you know, football, like, like neighborhood football. He's like smiling. He's patting people on the back. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay out there because I need to get these bonuses for these guys. It's crazy to me that Tom Brady can play at the level that he's been playing, the level that he did play. Now, it wasn't as crazy of a blowout as the Bills and the Patriots, but it might mm-hmm. as well have been because it was 31 0 at one point. Um, right? I'm not mistaken. It was 31 7. 31 0, I think that, that it was at no, one going point. Into the, going into going the, the. Yeah, going yeah, into the fourth. Into it, the was fourth quarter, it was 31 0. And Brady was just playing just to play because there was questions about like, hey, let's pull him out. He doesn't need to play the rest of the game. You know, we're going to be able to protect this lead. And Brady was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to go out there. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, and I, I think that's kind of a theme that you're seeing in the playoffs right now with Philly and now with the Cardinals playing is the inexperience of these quarterbacks and, and how – I'm not going to say unprepared they were for the game, but yeah. I think the moment was a little bit too big for them starting out. You know, Jalen yeah. Hurts yeah. clearly couldn't do anything, and you know what? You got to give you got to give that defense a ton of credit. And and Todd Bowles, former Jet head coach, right, who's probably going to get another head coaching job just just off of the performance that he's that he's kind of you know the his resume that he's building with the pat with the the pats i was about to say the pats with tampa bay you know um his defense giants. has been spectacular <clears throat> this year giants <clears throat> you think he's todd bowles in the giants you would i don't know that? i'm just saying i i want anybody in the giants right now <laughs> anybody that's good anybody well, that listen, has like a resume and a track record there there are some coaches out there i mean you look at you look at the cowboy guy. They got two of them. You got Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Who well, actually, are, I are think I'm not sure. If it's, I, I, I I am not sure if it's confirmed, but I believe Dan Quinn is going to be uh, interviewing for the Giants job. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, you know, so, so you know, I, I, I thought McCarthy, I read that somewhere just uh, just a little while ago. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it at all. I wouldn't doubt it at all. But. Uh, how is he interviewing if you guys don't have a general manager? We'll get into that a little bit later. They're um, they're they're anyway. they're, they're going to be they they are in communication, is from what I understand. Mm. So, mm, interesting. Just like there's okay. communication already reaching out but to, anyway. to, to Harbaugh. Anyway, so speaking of the Cowboys, why don't we go ahead and talk about the 49ers and the Cowboys game? Yes. Yes, okay. that was that's my pick of game of the week. To be honest, I, okay. I thought that Tell was me why that was, I didn't think I didn't think it was. I thought it was an interesting game. I thought it was a fun game, but I didn't I, I didn't I didn't think it was a particularly great was, game. Outside was, uh, and see, this is where I think my uh huh. No, no, go on. Okay, I, th- this is where I guess the the difference in age kind of kind of shows itself because to me that was an old school game that was an oh, old I'm like a few 80s. years younger than you how old are you physical again? I know I know huh <laughs> how old are you again I I just I believe it or not I just turned fifty this year well no late last year 
it's weird. I don't feel fifty, but yeah, I'm 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 there. So yeah, maybe that's what it is. Anyway, it's not yeah. that I don't. I like old school football. I like that. That I like the 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 gritty run game. I like the the the, the game of inches. I like that style of football. Um, but I just, it's just, it's not the kind. I don't know what it is. It, it's something about the Cowboys. It could be just. It could be. Even though I used to root for them when I was a kid, I also rooted for them when I didn't know anything about football. I just liked Emma Smith. But mm-hmm. it could be the New York, you know, fan in me. But I just don't necessarily like the Cowboys particularly. And uh, you, the games and you aren't that like, interesting to me either. Yeah. You shouldn't like the 49ers either because, you know, I'm those, indifferent those to the especially 49ers. when I'm I was watching. But see, that... But see, that's where that's where the the, the age difference, um, you know, is is there because back in the days, the Giants and the Niners were always going at it for, in the NFC Championship, you know, back in the eighties and stuff. So you know that there's a there's kind of a little bit of a rivalry there that you haven't seen in a couple of years because you know both teams haven't been good at the same time, you know. Um, but that was that was to me was a very interesting game just now, because of the physicality now I have a question of it. For you, though. And yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ask you to to run us through that faithful, faithful, faithful play at the end. You know that final drive. Can you kind of paint us the picture, set it all up, so that we can actually talk about that? Because I know that that's what you were alluding to earlier. Yeah, that was that was a, a mistake of epic proportions on both sides. To be quite honest. Um, so that drive uh, was made possible because the 49ers could not run out the clock. So I believe, if I remember correctly, Dallas got the ball with about, I want to say, 35, 40 seconds left in the game, right? Um, the first mistake was made on the San Francisco was side because... Yeah, it was, it was something like that. It was, it was in the 30s, right? I don't exactly remember. So if it was 34, that, that totally makes sense. Um, so the first the first issue that you saw was with San Francisco and their prevent defense because for some reason, you know, they were they were protecting the middle of the field. So Dallas was able to move down the field very quickly because they they were throwing to the sideline with no timeouts. Okay. So they did what they were supposed to do at that at that point in time go to the sideline get out of bounds stop the clock it wasn't until like maybe three passes that san francisco kind of said oh you know what maybe we need to change our prevent and put those guys on the sideline and that's when things started to fall apart very quickly because and we're going to that leads into that faithful last last play because for whatever reason, and I believe there was what fourteen seconds left on the clock, right? At the yeah. at that at that time, yeah. mm-hmm. in and they were on the forty yard line. On the forty yard line, the snap and Dak Prescott decided to run with the ball. Okay, got the first I, that, down. That was that was the play that was designed down. though. That was the play that was designed, though. I I know, but it was a stupid play. Okay. I know it's designed. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm I'm just okay. saying that like I, it's I don't think that it's that Prescott decided. I think it was just 
they in that scenario that's the play that they well, practice for that specific scenario. That, that's, I've heard, that's what, I've heard that's, what, that's what McCarthy says. That, that's that's that, what McCarthy says. You know says. what McCarthy I know. But you also have to realize McCarthy is probably trying to protect his quarterback. So that take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Okay. But whatever whatever whoever decided to make this play, what whatever it is, it is probably one of the dumbest plays of all time because with 14 seconds left, first of all, two things two things happened here that were dumb on Dallas's side, okay? The first thing is that when Prescott ran, he got the first down. He should have gone down there, okay? At the, the minute that he got the first down, he should have slid. Instead, he decided to go for another maybe, what, five or six yards, which, something like you know that. what? Like it was in, even more. Yeah, it, it, yeah, something like that. But you know what? In the context of what was going on, inconsequential right because you're you're worried more about time than you are yardage at that point you're not trying to get closer to kick a field goal you need to have time to throw a touchdown so the right. first thing he did he did not he did not go down at the first down marker second he then ran for further yards which took off more time on the clock right. which he shouldn't have done the 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 biggest part was that instead of him coming out of that and handing the ball to the referee, he gave it to the center, who then put it on an incorrect line of scrimmage. And the ref, who he should have given to, which everybody knows in that in that particular scenario, yeah. you go look for the ref. The ref had to fight through the line to get to the ball yeah, to, the to set yeah. it to the right place, which then ended the game. Yeah. So blame black blame Dak Prescott blame uh Mike McCarthy blame I, I blame the offensive that almost, coordinator I blame, blame somebody I blame that, I, you know somebody screwed up majorly there I do I do blame Dak Prescott 100% I don't blame McCarthy I don't blame the offensive co coordinator because what they said does make sense you know McCarthy says you know, he said, like, do you want to go for a Hail Mary pass or do you want to gain a little bit of yardage to make a, a little bit more of a competent run to the touchdown? And that's the whole idea behind that designed play. However, I don't think that I understand that. Yeah, like, let's get as close as possible so that we can have the best chance possible at the uh, at the end zone. Right. That's the idea. I don't think that he needed to go like I think that he went like more than just seven yards. I think maybe four or five yards, like just slide right away so you can touch the football right away. You know, the second thing is, yeah, that was a very huge mistake to not give the ball to the to, to the officials. OK, you made that mistake. That is 100 percent on your lap. You cannot in any way blame the officials for doing their job. It's their job to go and run. He the official. I, I don't know who it was. Exactly. I don't remember his name, but it's his job to run to the ball and place it where it needs to be placed. Okay, you have no timeouts. Mm -hmm. You can't make mistakes like that. You cannot. If, if, if that's a designed play, then they forgot to design it with the official in mind. Um, and that was a very, very huge mistake on their part. Now, the reason this is such it an is. important moment for me, uh, it's, it's because 
at the press conference, after press conference, you know, the fans were throwing a bunch of trash, apparently, to the officials. Dak Prescott and some of the other teammates, they thought that it was to them. So they were kind of like, you know, not on the fan side, like, you know, screw these fans or whatever, this, that, and the other. When Dak Prescott was told that, oh, no, they were being the, the trash was for the officials, he took a very, very low moment in my view. And he said, credit to the fans for doing that. As if it was the official's fault yeah, that he lost the game. That, and that is such a, that, you know, I can understand like, you know, tough losses and stuff like that. You, you want to blame the officials, want to blame yourself, whatever, but it's never okay to condone crap like that. And it like that right there alone, that guy gets a thumbs down for me for the rest of his career. Okay. I, I, that's, that's, that's just as bad as, as Randall's thumbs down and the, you know, shut the F up thing. You know what I mean? Like that's mean you're such a sore loser that you can't recognize that you made a mistake and, and incorrectly blame someone else. And then you're glad that they're having to deal with the misfortune of that. That's, yeah, you that, know, that's that just was, such a, that that's such a poor, you know, yeah. That, yeah, own it, own it. You screwed up. That's that's basically what it boils yeah. down to. You screwed yeah. up two times. You screwed up by not by not sliding, and you screwed up by not giving the ball to the to the ref. Own your mistake. You know, right? right. Um, do you think it's going to cost Mike McCarthy his job? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that they actually really? did pretty good as a no. Yeah, I don't think it's going to cost him his job. Have you have you heard the comments of Jerry Jones? Because Jerry Jones was was at the beginning of the season, he was like, "It's Super Bowl or bust." And then after the game, he goes in in a uh, in a prop two press conference and he says, "You know what? With the collection of talent that we have on this team, um, it's unacceptable that we lost." That ah, but does you know not what? sound like a, a happy owner, and you know maybe what? you know maybe, but at the same time, I I I don't I don't you know there's one thing about Jerry Jones and you know you know I love all my people to the south, okay, but a lot of people in the south, a lot of men in the south like to kind of uh, bluster a little bit, you know, they want to like. You know, be like, uh, you know, I'm ruling with an iron fist and, you know, they want to show off that they're like that. They're not just going to 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 take it and stuff. And uh, I think that this is more posturing by Jerry Jones than anything. I think he's saying that, like, you know, we should have won and this that, and the other and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that he's going to really do anything. I don't think so, because if he was going to, then I think he would have done it already today. Well, but you also have to look at this way. He's got two. He's got two coaches on that staff that are quote unquote hot hot commodities right now. He's yeah, got Colin, true. Colin Clemens and he's also got Dan Quinn. If he Dan Quinn, chooses Dan Quinn, just just real quick, Dan Quinn is is not only is is he is their communication apparently between him and the Giants, he's got official interviews with six other teams. I know, that's what I'm saying. So oh. you you look at you look at the what he has right now he's got two hot coaches that everybody wants he's got a coach that hasn't really done it for him you know and he's already criticized saying hey you know what you had the tools you didn't build the the thing that i was wanting you to build right um and he had he's he's done it before because he did it with um your guy what's the 
I forgot what his name is because I, I don't like him. He was the coach before <laughs> he went to the Giants and was the offensive coordinator before he got fired again. I forgot what his oh, name is. Uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking. Uh, you know, you guys blank. know it's blank. late over here. Uh, Garrett. Yeah, it's about it's about 11 o'clock yeah. right now. Yeah. Yes, Jason Garrett. He did a yeah. very similar thing with Jason Garrett. He had a coach that he wasn't too pleased with. Jason Garrett was the it guy, and he fired the coach to keep Jason Garrett. It, it feels like we're we're in the same space, sort of, sort of, time also, sort of, you know, sort of. But so that's why the I, thing that's why is I asked. the thing. Yeah, no, the thing for me is that the the, the Cowboys didn't have a bad season. And despite their shortcomings in the uh, the playoffs, they were you know they were number one in the NFC East, and they had a they had a twelve and six record. That's not bad. Twelve and five going into the playoffs. That's not a bad record. There's, when a, you there's consider, a tale. Of, there's, so it's not terrible when you consider, you know, the season that. We've had, I mean, not just the season, but the football season as a whole and kind of how like all over and wonky it, it, it's been. I don't think that they had uh, that bad of a season to warrant a removal by McCarthy. And I don't think that there were any glaring issues over the course of the season. That's like, yeah, McCarthy needs to be gone. You know, like, I, would even, I, I mean, of course, as a Giants fan, I would consider anybody that's got a winning record anywhere else. Uh but that notwithstanding, I you know I, I think that McCarthy, even if he lost that job, he could get a job anywhere else too. Yeah, I, I agree, and I you know what, a, a lot of it, you could look at the season for the Cowboys, and it, it's a tale of two two Cowboy teams because at the very beginning the Cowboys were flying high, and and you know they were scoring, and and Zach Prescott was having an amazing season, but then he got hurt. And he was never the same player after that injury. And, you know, they've kind of struggled ever since. I wonder if the injury is still playing a part in what happened here. So, um, well, it's possible, but you know right? But then if you consider that, yeah, absolutely. if you consider that, then, it, then, then even more credit that they were able to continue and truck on and make it to the playoffs despite the, the, that setback, you know? Um, yeah. and, and you know what? Jerry you're Jones, right. You're Ray right Jones about is that not the average they, owner, though. They you know? they lost. No, actually, no. The at the tail end of their season, they did they did they didn't do too bad. In their last six games, they went uh, they went four for six, four and two, four and two, four yeah, two. four, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't terrible, you know. But I know that Jerry Jones. No, that's no, what I'm saying. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. I feel like he like just wakes up one day and decides that he's gonna do some stuff like. He wakes up and he just decides that he's going to talk crap about McCarthy. But I really don't think – I think it would be a really bad decision for him to get rid of McCarthy. Anyway, All right. we should we'll move on. We'll see what happens. We should move on yes, to yes. The, uh, the final two games. I know that we got uh, – where where are we right now with the uh, with the Rams? Is that game over? I mean, I know I know it's over. No, they're, over, over? they're still playing. They're still playing, and the last time I checked, they're in commercial right now, so I have to rewind. Okay, no, I I, I have it over um, here. Then in third quarter, the, four four minutes left in the third quarter with uh, the Rams leading twenty eight to eight. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're well, like you it's, no, it's, it's now thirty one. It's now thirty one to eleven. Oh, 30, 
31 to 11. Oh man, Google, so, Google, you have to, Google has to, yep. Google has to update their site. Yeah, they need to refresh that. All right, so. Yeah, so it's 31 to 11. They right, just so regardless, kicked regardless, the Arizona Cardinals same, just it's, kicked it's, the field goal. So. It's the same point differential though. They're, they're losing by 20. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to yes. catch up to that because mm-hmm. there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So that's that's three scores that they need. Not yeah, and three scores and conversions. Yeah, that, that that's not happening. Yeah. So the the Cardinals. So I'm pretty sure we can kind of like called called that game already, but but now this is actually this is actually my game of the week: Steelers and Chiefs. Now, really? even though I had okay. called it, I, even though I had called it for the Chiefs, I was one hundred percent rooting for Roethlisberger. I mean, you know, like I like think everybody he, was. I think everybody was. Who doesn't want to have the storybook ending, you know? And 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 it's something special for me when I saw him play yesterday. I'm I can see like he he's playing kind of like an old quarterback. He doesn't have like that snap to the football. His the way that he runs, he's always kind of run like a bit of a wonky refrigerator but the way he was running and moving on the field was kind of like an old man and you know you just kind of feel for the guy and 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 Mm -hmm. and credit to him that despite being pretty much like outclassed in every way by Mahomes and the Chiefs he's he's still driving he's still fighting to the very last second trying to score some touchdowns of course because he's as they say, a, 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 a huge competitor and always fights to the very end. You know, even when the game is completely lost, he still wanted to score. He did not want to stop fighting. Yeah. He didn't take a knee. He didn't try to, like, end the game. He didn't come out of the game. He wanted to finish the game. And it's obviously his last game, so it's a little bit bittersweet. But but even though that was something that made me really root for him, what made the game the game of the weekend for me was just Mahomes, the way that he played. I mean, look, every single game I saw Joe Burrows and I was like, oh my God, this guy's like the next Tom Brady. Then I saw, then I saw, then I saw, uh, uh, Josh Allen. And I was like, dude, what in the world? Like this guy's insane. Then I saw Brady. And I was like, couldn't believe Brady's still doing what he's doing at this age. Um, and you know, we can forget about the, uh, Dallas game. But then I see Mahomes, and it's just like every single game, I keep thinking like, oh, man, I'm looking at the best quarterback in this postseason, and now I see Mahomes. And Mahomes is just, he's like, I don't even know how it is that he can move laterally the way that he does and still place the ball with these crazy passes and basically making every single person on the field a target, whether you're a lineman, a wide receiver, a running back, a tight end, anybody, a center. Like he's just like, hey, you want a touchdown here? Has a touchdown. You want a touchdown here? You want the ball here? You get the ball too. <laughs> and it just that style of play is is has to be impossible to plan for, you know. Like if you're a defense, I'm like all right, typical defense. I want we gotta we gotta protect the receivers. We gotta you know watch out for the tight end and so on and so forth. But then with Mahomes, first of all, you can't catch the guy, and the second of all, you don't know who he's gonna throw to. It's insane the way that he played and 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 just seeing that kind of unique style of quarterbacking. I don't know. I I I think I have my pick for the Super Bowl champion. Well, can I can I just read your uh your your text in the in the chat about yeah, Mahomes? Sure. 
Yeah, um, sure. This is you said. You said it's like playing Madden with your cousin, except your cousin's controller is unplugged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's, that, that basically like, that's exactly what it felt like. That, yeah, I mean, you, you can you believe that the Steelers were actually winning this game seven to nothing? At one point, they were ahead in this game, which is, which is crazy. The crazier thing, and I, I think this kind of speaks to what you were talking about with Mahomes. Uh, it the game, and I think this is why the game was so shocking because it flipped on a coin really, really quick. Yeah. And if you look at what Mahomes did, he threw five touchdown passes in ten minutes and thirty seconds of game time. Jesus, Christ, think about man. that. It's, it's think just, about it, that. Five it's, touchdowns. It's he that is less. That is, I want to say, what is that? That's four fifths of a quarter that he threw five touchdowns. He would come in handy right now for the Cardinals that they're down 20 and they have eight minutes left because you you put Mahomes in there, he's probably going to throw for like four touchdowns, you know? The, the dude's a freak. That, that's all it is. Yeah, he's he's he just, he's, like like you said again on, it, on the chat, and I'm going to quote you again, Mahomes is just different. He, he really he is. is. He is. It's going to be a really um, interesting. It's going to be a really interesting weekend, considering that's going to be Josh Allen against Mahomes. We're going to get into our picks in a bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, what else is there left to say about that game or the game that that's going on right now? Yeah. Really? Well, again, with with this game, I think um, again, this is this is kind of similar to that Philadelphia game where inexperience is is just really eating eating. Kyler Murray alive um and, and you can tell by just one play one play early I think it was in the second quarter where he was deep in his own territory pushed up against the end zone and was you know holding the ball in the end zone about to get sacked for a safety and he just chooses to throw it up and the guy picks it off for a pick six um, it, it's inexperience that's really killing the Cardinals here. I think Kyler Murray is an excellent quarterback, and I think once he gets past he all looks this, so green. He really, really does. I mean, you know, he looks like he has no idea what's going on there. And again, that's kind of like a similar theme where you saw Jalen Hurts with Philadelphia. Guys that are starting for the first time in the playoffs, it's a big deal, and some some kids can handle it. Some kids can't. That's not saying that Kyler Murray will never learn from this experience, you know, because I think he has a ton of talent, but this is not going to be right. his year. He's going to have to wait a little bit. Um, and you know what? Uh, it, it's a good learning experience for him. Um, next year, he'll get he'll get back his favorite receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. And you know what? Maybe we'll see a different team. And if he makes the playoffs, which I have no doubt he won't, um, you might see a, a different a different result here. But yeah, the, these guys, you know, he has no idea what's going on right now. I hate to say it. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Like you know, something that happens, I think that happened a lot this weekend is that when you're getting blown out, when you kind of realize like halfway through the game that like the game is kind of over. You know, not too many people have the drive that Roethlisberger has that he's just fighting tooth and nail, just keep scoring, keep scoring. You can kind of see in a lot of these young quarterbacks quarterbacks that they are just defeated. You can see it on their face. You saw it on Jalen Hurts. Uh, you see it on, 
Murray, I mean, it's just it's 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 heartbreaking, but it's very very visible. So, um, so all right, so then that kind of yeah, leads and, us to and just a quick note. Mm-hmm. Let me just make one quick point, real quick, and then let's let's move on. Um, it's interesting to note that three of the play the the blowouts that we saw here uh, dealt with very very inexperienced uh, either rookies or second year players. Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, yeah. Kyler Murray. So yeah, you know, there yeah. you go. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, um. Real quick, which one do you think out of the three, if you had to pick one of those three, which one of the three would could become a superstar? Oh, it's Kyler Murray, without a doubt. What do you think? I, I, I really, don't, man. I, I I thought like I, I saw some I did I saw some good stuff from Mac Jones, man. I saw him like I saw him trying, I saw him running, I saw him trying to like you know, he just he just was super overwhelmed by the defense, but I saw some good splashes yeah. out of him, you know. Yeah, I, I just think Kyler Murray has so much talent, uh, and you know he he yeah. he has he has that it factor that you want in a quarterback. Mac Jones to me, um, I I don't I don't know that the Patriots have their quarterback yet. To be quite honest, yeah, I really okay. don't. I'll you know, gladly so. take Mac no, Jones, we'll and not for nothing. This is gonna yeah, sound you right. <laughs> this, this is gonna sound terrible. This is gonna sound really bad, but. I would take Joe. I would take Belichick as a coach, also. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I was listening to New York radio um, this afternoon, and whether this is true or not, but it seems like the fan base in New England isn't quite happy with Belichick right now. Oh, that's I that's that's not new though. Why. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not new. You that's. Know? They, you so, want to, no, no, that's, that's been for a while now. The reason for that, and, and this isn't just from like the been? fan base online. Yeah. This isn't just from the fan base online. This is also from, you know, from, 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 uh, from people that I know up there, they blame Belichick for Tom Brady leaving. Brady leaving. Yeah. They blame him for Brady leaving there. They, they thought that they were like, you know, Belichick is a old dinosaur and Tom Brady didn't want to work with him anymore. And this, that, and the, and, and the third. And, and I believe that there is some truth to the fact that like there was some dysfunction between the two of them in the direction of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what Belichick wanted to do versus what Tom Brady thought they should do. Uh, but, um, well, remember he wanted to keep Garoppolo. He was, he was pissed off when they traded Garoppolo. I mean, being uh, Belichick. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, yeah. So. I mean, probably because he, you know, felt like this is going to be the guy after Brady leaves. Um, yeah, exactly. Which would have made sense actually. Now that you think, and now, now that when you compare Garoppolo and Mac Jones, that obviously makes sense. Maybe he already had an inkling of what Brady's intentions were, but he, he, uh, he, he's being blamed for Brady leaving, and then. And then having the two losing seasons and Brady having the success that he's having just just kind of in in New Englanders' minds, in their heads, they're justifying their hate for Belichick. They're like, you see, look at this. Look at that. If we had just kept Brady, we would have kept winning. And that really, really kind of sucks because you're talking about the guy that has 
won for you how many titles you know what i mean like he in his first four years he won three out of the four years he he won super bowl titles brady didn't do that by himself yeah. brady can't like as great as brady 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 is okay Football is not the kind of game where you can do it on your own. It's obviously impossible. You can't be LeBron James and go out there right. and and cross whoever up, shoot over anybody, dunk it, play center. You can't be a LeBron James in football. Okay, Brady without amazing wide receivers, without amazing running backs, is just someone that can throw the ball well. If he doesn't have people that can catch the ball well, if he doesn't have people that can run the ball well, if he doesn't have people that can protect them, Brady wins nothing. Okay. And that's where the coaching comes yep. in. Football is one of those sports, one of the few sports where I believe that the coaching is the most important aspect of the sport. And I think basketball, you know, if you look at the Nets, they don't need Steve Nash. You know, that's the reason they do. They got Kyrie Irving, you know, um, Kevin Durant and James Harden. Those are the coaches. They're the ones doing what they're doing on the, on, on, on the court. You know, Steve Nash is basically just managing time and managing the clock. You know, and in baseball also, like, you know, managers, they don't do too much. They just make a decision when to take the pitchers in and out. You know, certain changes here and there. I do agree that that managers do, to a certain extent, obviously are important in all sports. But in baseball, for example, it's all analytics. It's like, oh, you know what? It's around this pitch count that we need to take him out. They don't make a decision based off of what they see. In football, they make decisions every single second based on what they see, what they feel, the things that happen in the game, injuries, this, that, and third. And it all has to be orchestrated with, with this, you know, mass of people colliding in 11 second spurts, you know, and it's insane to me that anyone from Boston can talk crap about Belichick, you know, as if I know that's why had- I'm, I'm really surprised that, that you said that that's like a common thing because, Belichick, you know, you look at his body of work, it speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? And you you also got to remember Brady during his run was injured and he he brought I don't I can't remember the name of the the quarterback, but he brought in another quarterback. They won 11 games that year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I with, mean, a, with it's, a nobody. It's, it's... So, you know, Belichick and I mean, is, look at what they're doing this year. I mean, look, Belichick, Belichick last year didn't yeah, exactly. have the best season. He went into the draft room and he made some really good picks, designed a team that was able to take uh, go to the playoffs with Mac Jones. And granted, they got completely demolished. Okay, but that doesn't take away from the success of the season, and it doesn't take away from the oh, history yeah, that Belichick has. That's crazy to me. Listen, anyway, they, I they would were, gladly they think were Belichick here. Well, there's there's. There might be a chance. I mean, you know, there, there's two things that can happen here. Um, Belichick might be reunited with Garoppolo because apparently Garoppolo is maybe on the outs here in San Francisco, as crazy as that sounds, right? But I don't think really? the coach is too crazy. Yeah, I don't think the coach is too crazy. And plus they have Trey Lance there kind of waiting in the wings. So Garoppolo might be available. So maybe he goes to um, the Patriots and reunites, the Giants? reunites with <laughs> Belichick, which would be an amazing thing. And that was the that, that was the be. next thing that I was going to say. Hey, listen, would you take yeah. would you take Garoppolo on the Giants? That yeah. that might be that interesting, be you know. I mean, I'll take anybody that's going to give us. Yeah, so, you know, so I, I, I I know I that's a wrap. So, speaking about the Giants, I I know that like. You know, we are in desperate need of a proper rebuild. 
But I don't think this, this to me is kind of like the mix situation. I don't think that you can rebuild without getting some sort of like boost early on. Right. I think that you need to kind of have some sort of talent, some sort of life, you know, showing in within the organization, within the team, and then build off of that, you know, because no one's really going to want to come here if we don't have something to fight for, something good. We need to have good a good GM. We need to get have a proven head coach, and we need to have, you know, veteran quarterbacks that can at least help the next generation, help the actual rebuild, you know. What's the sense in, like, getting a completely brand-new team from scratch, right? We get, like, a GM, maybe we get a good head coach, but then every single player is basically either drafted or green around the gills. Honestly, that right now sounds like, you know, taking a gamble, you know, flipping a coin because you might take all these green people and then it's still, it's going to take three years to develop them. What happens when they become Saquon Barkley? What happens when they turn into Daniel Jones? We got to do another three years. No, we need leadership on the organization, proven leadership, people that are, have been there, done that, have a proven track record to then help the future rebuild. You know, they basically need to create a better farm system. So, um, the Giants, I, I guess this is a good time to talk about the offseason for the New York teams, right? Um, and we could do this real quick because, you know, we're kind of pressed for time. And I do want to get into the picks. Yeah, but I definitely want to go into the, the picks. The, the Giants, yeah, the Giants here, they're kind of in a rough situation here. Um, I know that they've they've conducted a bunch of interviews so far. Um one, they had a, a candidate from the Chiefs. They had some guys from the 49ers come in. Um, I believe you had mentioned that somebody else they had they had uh they were looking at. They're they're in a rough, they're really, really in a rough situation. And and the reason I say that is because when you when you look at the Giants right now, the way they're constructed, they have needs, right? Um and, and I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I, I think some of the needs that they have are clearly quarterback. Um, they need offensive line help. They need tight end help. They need linebackers and they need the edge, right? And, and a rusher that'll actually put pressure on the quarterback. I think we fat, need help everywhere. Me, looking at, we need help everywhere. Yeah, but I think that's, that for me is probably the biggest needs that the Giants have right now. The problem that I see here is that you look at their salary cap situation. They have, drum roll please, $2.8 million in projected cap space. They basically have no leeway to make any moves. So, you know, bringing in the big quarterback, bringing in the big free agent, that's not really in the card for the Giants right now. If you start shedding contracts, there are guys that you can get rid of but the problem is, if you do get rid of those guys, um, guys like Sterling Shepard, guys like Kyle Rudolph, you're leaving dead money on the cap of about $20 million, $20 million that you're not going to be able to utilize anywhere because they're taking up that salary cap space. You guys are in a really tough spot right now. And I know you guys can restructure some contracts, but... I know, and but you know what? I need the number stuff to that. difficult to get that. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's not our thing. We, we, we're here only to speculate and say, well, this guy might look good in green, and this guy, this guy might look good in blue, and you know what I'm saying? 
But the reality is they're going to have a really hard time bringing in guys to kind of right the ship. And they're not the only ones that are looking for GMs and coaches right now. And so, you know, it's going to be really tough for the Giants moving forward, at least in the very near future. Um, but they they do need to oh, blow we'll it see. up, and I think I, I, and you're, the you're, fact that I mean, they're I, looking outside it's, it's, of the uh, organization for the first time is a uh, is a good thing, you know. Yeah, no, I think so too. And and you know they've already, I believe they have like a slate of nine or ten uh, people that they've already um, uh, either interviewed or have scheduled to interview. Um, I think that one of the most interesting people for the GM position that they've uh, looked at is the um, the head of player personnel for the uh, 49ers. I forget his name. Um, Carton? Car- Carthen? Maurice Carthen. Uh, ben Carton, I, I believe. Think. Yeah, so. Oh, Ran, Ran Carthen. Maurice Carthen. Ran Carthen, sorry. Ran Carthen. Ran no, Carthen. No, Ran, yeah, Ran Carthen. The yeah. son. No, no, Ran. Yeah. One of the Carthens. Yeah, Rand Carthen. <laughs> Maurice Carthen yeah, is Maurice is Carthen, Carthen is the dad. Is Maurice Carthen is he is related to Maurice? Really? I believe Maurice is the dad. I did not yeah, know that. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, believe so. I'm not mistaken. You know, the him yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's his son. Yeah. So um so anyway, I think I think I think that it's exciting. There. I think that it's exciting because they have this many people that they're interviewing. Um, and that kind of shows that like the credibility of the organization has not been shot. If you think about like the Knicks, you know, like four or five years ago when Porzingis was, was like, you know, got himself out of the Knicks, the Knicks were such a toxic organization. Nobody wanted even to interview. Nobody wanted to be mentioned in the same sentence as the Knicks, you know, when, uh, when Derrick Rose first got traded to the Knicks, he cried because he got traded to the Knicks. You know, thankfully, you know, he's come around and this time he asked to be traded back to the Knicks and he's doing a phenomenal job. He's one of my favorite players. Um, he's definitely my favorite Nick. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, the Giants aren't at that level where they're toxic. Thank God. So that to me bodes well, because if we can get a competent GM, one that's highly respected, I feel like it's more about like what the GM has it like can do it's 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 rather it's less about what the potential of what the gm can do versus how much weight the gm carries around in the organization so that they can then pull the right coaches so that they can then pull the right players and stuff because i feel like if you get a gm that's highly respected then every coach will want to interview for the giants right so but anyway, it, it's a, it's kind of like a, a domino effect. Um, in terms yeah, of the Jets, yeah. my Jets. Uh, all, all I have. You to guys say are is good. You don't need to do anything. You guys are, are great. Fans. You need to do nothing. No, 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 no. We, you guys we are perfect. So, stay, uh, stay I'm, where I'm you guys are. To my, stay right in your lane, the middle lane. You don't need to go any. Yeah, you want us. <laughs> yeah, you want to. You, you want us there, right? You want us there. Because in that way, the Giants get to shine. But listen, I'm going to speak to my my Jets fans, Gang Green. Guys, we are we are in a good place. I really do believe that. you know. And I, I have more optimism this year 
than in years past. And listen, the Jets have the opportunity to make me cry again, but I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, the Jets, for me, their their needs are pretty obvious. You know, we need we need a better offensive line, especially we need Makai Becton back in the lineup, dude. Enough with the injuries. Let's 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 get to work here, right? Um, wide receiver is a, is a is a thing that they desperately need. They need a playmaker at that position. Um, pass rusher. That's something that us Jet fans we've been searching for for ages. John Abraham was the last guy that we had. We gave him away. He went on to have a very good career in Atlanta. Um, the secondary, specifically the safety corners we need some depth there and and so those are the things that i think in my in my eye is what the jets need now the good thing about it is that the jets unlike the giants are pretty good with cap space i think going into this offseason they have probably the third highest cap space in the entire league um they're projected to be sitting at 60.2 million dollars worth of cap space there are things that they can do um so you know they can build through the draft but they can also bring free agents and they can also make trades one of the trades that you know has been kind of bandied around on the internet lately is a trade with atlanta to bring in calvin ridley calvin ridley would fit perfectly with the jets right now if you get calvin ridley in there you have the makings of a very good offense because you have him on one side, Elijah Moore on the other, who showed flashes of really big promise. And you've got guys like uh, Braxton Berrios, who, in my mind, he reminds me a lot of Wayne Corbett back in the days. And you also have Corey Davis. So there, that's the makings of a very good receiving core, but they still need more. So there's optimism going into this offseason. Um, and so Jets Nation, we have some hope. We have some hope. Um, we got to look at Marcus May because he is a free agent and he tore his Achilles back in November. Um, we're, we're looking at Jamison Crowder. Maybe you bring him back. Maybe you don't. Um, and Morgan Moses is probably one of the guys that you, you look at. He is a tackle and he's, he actually played pretty well. Braxton Berrios is also a free agent. Now, Braxton Berrios is a very interesting case because he is a Pro Bowl alternate and he's also all pro first team in special teams. And he played a big role at the end of the year as a wide receiver. Do the Jets look to look at him as a premium player and give him a premium contract or let him go? That remains to be seen. But if we can find a way to bring Braxton Berrios and not break the bank, that would be a very good thing for the Jets. But like I said, Jets Nation, I think we're we're in pretty good shape going forward. So there you go. So how about we go into our picks then? Let's do it. Um, so we got we games have... over, by the way. Yeah, I mean that game's been over. So it's official the LA Rams are going to be facing the Bucks. Yeah. Um but let's run through the uh exact schedule. Uh we got the uh first game on uh Saturday. It's going to be the uh, Bengals and Titans at 4:30 p.m. 49ers and Packers at 8:15 on Saturday. Then Sunday 
We have the Rams and the Bucks at 3 p.m. and then the Bills and the Chiefs at 6.30 p.m. Now, first game, Bengals and Titans. Uh, what's your pick? Oh, you want me to go first? <laughs> uh, you know, we'll alternate each. We'll we'll alter, alternate each game. How about that? All right. Um, the Titans, the number one seed in the in the AFC. There is a possibility that Derrick Henry makes his glorious oh, no, and triumphant it's return. He is. He is. Oh, he it is already. It's official. Yeah. Okay. That changes. So he's everything. coming back. Yeah. Well, the, the the dude was he's what third in the league in rushing, and he's missed like how many games? Yeah, exactly. Which tells you what a transcendent player this guy is, right? I'm yeah, picking the yeah, Bengals. Exactly. You're picking the Bengals. Oh I'm man, I'm going against you I'm on that one. I'm Bengals, definitely picking man. the Titans. I, I love Joe Burrow, but I think I, I think that they're not stopping Henry. They're not. I just I I look at this game the way the way it's 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 shaping up. Um, the Bengals are on a roll here. The Bengals and momentum is everything in the playoffs, right? The Bengals have been on a roll for a couple of, for a couple of weeks now. Um, Joe Burrow has really really kind of eased into that that Joe Cool type of thing. Uh, I don't trust I don't trust the Titans quarterback. I, I really don't. Um, there's I mean, when you got Henry, when you him. got Harry, when you got Henry, you just need to pass the ball to him. You just need to give him the ball, know, the ball and let him run. I know, but Ryan Tannehill, you know, you, you got to throw the ball at, at some point. I don't. I he's ever since he left Miami, and especially after he left Adam Gase's tutelage, he's really shined into into a very good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's elite. I'm not going to say he's great, but he's a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a great mm-hmm. game manager. I don't trust him to win a a a playoff game here. And the Titans are a very very well coached team. Getting Derrick Henry back is a big plus. I wonder how much rust he has on those wheels given the fact that he's been gone and the injury that he had. That's why I look at this I look at this game and I I I can see a scenario where the Bengals eke out a victory here at the very end. So for me, I'm going Bengals over the Titans. Um, This probably is going to be like a 30 to 27 game, but I really do trust Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I love Joe Joe Mixon, uh, and I love that offensive line. I think they're going to be able to score some points on the Titans. And I I just, I have misgivings about Tannehill and... um, I love Derrick Henry, and if he was a hundred percent, I'd go. I'd be going Titans. I just wonder how much rust he has on that wheel coming out of this injury. I don't know. So, we'll see. I think I'm definitely going Titans. I think they got the. Uh, I think they got the package. I think that Joe Burrow's he has he has a lot of potential. I think the Bengals are a great team. They got a major amazing synergy, but I still think that Joe Burrow. I think is still a very young team. And okay. I think that that's going to play a factor. Now, all right. Next game. There you go. Next game. Uh, let's Packers talk. Niners. Packers Niners. Well, let's go with. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go Niners. first. I think that I think that this one's going to be kind of easy. Garoppolo's got his. Uh, he's got these. He's got a. Uh, uh, 
got the shoulder, right? Bum shoulder, and the bum, bum the bum hand. He they say they're saying that he should be practicing. They didn't even confirm that he's going to practice. They said that he should be com- practicing this week. So he might not. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's not even a hundred percent for the game against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think this is easy. I think this is easy. I think this is easily Aaron Rodgers. Are you yeah, serious? I, I, Are you serious I, right I, now? I, I Are you even agree. questioning it? Well, not necessarily. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo with the with the sprained throwing shoulder is a, is a is a problem. Nick Bosa is he coming back? I, I don't see any. Uh, I, I don't I don't him. think that he is because he's under concussion protocols and concussion protocol is a fourteen day protocol, I believe. So so that's that's problematic. But you know what? I I look at the way the 49ers play, and they're the they're the one team that. They're the anomaly in in the league right now because they can yeah. bring a very very effective and devastating pass rush with only four down with their four down linemen. You know, four players they don't they don't blitz much because they don't need to, and so I, I think Rogers might be in, in under a lot of pressure, especially if they they try to kind of mask Bosa's um, absence by blitzing a little bit more. And so that's going to put a lot of pressure on on the on Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers will win this game. Um, like I said, it's not going to be a blowout. At least that's my opinion. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect, just because of how good that 49er defense is. But the Packers have too many weapons, and I think at the end of the day, they're going to win it outright. So that's uh, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you with the Packers. All right, now. We are now to the newly minted uh, playoff winners, wild card, wild card winners. The LA Rams facing the Bucks. What's your pick there? Um, <laughs> that's gonna be an easy one. This is the Bucks all the way. You know, really? I don't t- I, he's a, yeah. I, I don't trust Matt Stafford either. You know, I, I think he had a very good game uh, against the Cardinals, but he was going up against the Cardinals team was that was kind of inexperienced. Um, I think it's going to be a total different story when he goes down to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa and meets up with Todd Bowles' defense, and Brady is going to be too much. This is the game that I believe will be the blowout of the week. You know, I, I don't do think, think this so. game is close. I do not think so because I am going with the Rams because I believe really? I believe that okay. I believe that they I believe that their pressure defense and I've said this before, okay? I think that like, you know, uh it's it's very well documented that 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 Brady doesn't do well under pressure, under real pressure, okay? He just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay? He does crack and I think that the Rams can actually put the pressure. No, I think that doesn't. the Rams, yeah. I think they know that they have to be high pressure early on on uh, Brady. And I think that that's what's going to be the game. I think that it's going to be a tight game, but I do believe right. that uh, the Rams are going to, so, to, to, I think the Rams are going to create turnover opportunities. And I think that that's where it is. I mean, look at it this way, like against, against a, a very, very poor, a very, very poor, or Eagles, Brady got sacked three times in the first half. 
I think four times in the whole game. It's okay. I think, and and I think if you take it was still that, thirty-one nothing. I know, but who, who who's a, who's got a better squad, the Eagles or the Rams? I think easily Matt Stafford I, I, and, I the, and, and the Rams and the Rams defense. That. So this is why I, I think just, it's going to be. I just don't trust Matt Stafford. You know, I think this is going to be a seventeen thirteen. I think this mind. game is going to be seventeen thirteen Rams. Okay, you're calling a close game. I'm calling a blowout. Let's let's yeah. see what happens. Yep. So, I really don't think it's going to be a blowout. Now the final. So game. let's talk about oh. the game that I think. Yeah, I think that game is going to be the best game of the season. Yeah, right? I, I mean, yeah, of, this is going to be playoff. an insane no, game. It might be of the season. It might. It might be. This of the is season. easily a game that. Yeah, this is easily a game that should have been a Super Bowl. It's a shame that we're yeah. getting it in the divisional round as yeah. opposed to the the NFC Championship. I mean, the AFC Championship. Um, who do you who do you think is going? I I've got my thoughts. I want to hear what well, you I already, think. I I mean, you should already know. I already said that I think I know. Mahomes is going to be our Super Bowl champion. Okay. I wholeheartedly believe that. And one of the main reasons I think so when it comes to the Bills is that the Bills are playing the Chiefs in Kansas City, not the other way around, where I think that one of the Bills' strongest mm-hmm. suit is their home turf advantage. And I think that I think that the Chiefs have great home field advantage also with their fans and the whole nine, but I think that it's such a stark difference from playing at the Bills' home home field, that I think that that will be the deciding factor between the two teams that are arguably, you know, the best combined offense, defense, and special teams in the league right now. If I have to do those two, the all uh, combining all three of those, if they're pretty much well matched up there, and then the only difference between the quarterbacks are in their heights and how they play it, they both make crazy plays they they're both playmakers so i don't see where the advantage is other than the home field okay i believe um, i believe whoever wins this game wins the whole super bowl i agree with that i i agree with that um how do i how do i put this in a way that doesn't cause you to lose <laughs> lose out on this um i'm picking the bills to win this game and i know originally so there, there's a couple of things here that i have in in my head here first of all um if you look at the opening the opening um line for you know chiefs versus bills the Chiefs right now are opening up as a favorite, but they're only two and a half point favorites. Um, basically, you're talking about a push. It's a basically a pick 'em. Um, they're giving they're giving the mm-hmm. Chiefs the home field advantage. Usually, the home field advantage is what three 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 points. They're giving them a little bit yeah. less than three points. You know, they're giving them two point yeah. five. Right. Um, I I look at their previous. What was it? Two months ago. They uh they played an arrowhead. The Bills uh took the Chiefs 38-20 in that game. 
mm-hmm. uh, I kind of see something very similar to that too. Um, I, 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 I don't really know, man. That. I don't know. I really do believe I don't that think the so. Bills are again. I'm, I'm looking at momentum. The Bills are really, really clicking. They're playing with high confidence. You're talking about a team that is one of the best in, in the league in terms of offense, and you're talking about the number one rated defense in the league. I just, you know, I, I love the Chiefs, and if if they weren't playing, if the Bills weren't playing the Chiefs, I would say the Chiefs are the ones that are going to take it all. Man, it's tough for me to pick against the Bills right now. I think the Bills are gonna the Bills are gonna get the upset, and you're going to see um, you're gonna see the two underdogs in the AFC Championship. In my mind, okay, all right. So, well, all right. I so, see it's Bengals Bills, Bengals Bills for the AFC. <clears throat> so there it is. All right, so. The uh, we're, we're calling it my card is my picks. My picks are Titans, Packers, the Rams, and the Chiefs. And Waltz, it's going to be the Bengals, also the Packers, but he's going Bucks and Bills. So this time we're only we're only in 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 line with just the Packers advancing. Just so, the one. Just right. the one. All this right. Is gonna well, be a, this is going to be a fun week. This is going to be a, gonna fun, be a weekend. fun weekend. This is going to be a fun up. weekend. I'm looking forward to, to the weekend. I'm definitely looking forward to the cast. Uh, yep. So, all right then. Um, that that that's that'll that'll be it for the arena, no? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we covered a lot this this. Uh, I mean, this yeah, week, I mean, right? we covered we covered. It was a lot yeah, to cover, though. Yeah. All right. Well, so. Without further ado, then thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following us, and uh, thank you for you know obviously staying to the very end of the episode. Um, once again, please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Um, share this with your best friends. Share this with anybody that you think might even disagree with us. And if you disagree with us, tough luck. Say it to my face. Send it to me in the DMs. <laughs> Hit me in the DMs. Hit us in the DMs. Email us. You know, like snail mail, whatever you want to do. I don't know how you would snail mail. We got to give you an address for that, but maybe not. But if you don't like yeah, our opinions, we, we that doesn't mean do don't listen. A... Just say oh, something, and maybe we'll bring that's it up. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listen, anyway. if, you, if you guys are going to email us, if you guys are going to email us, please remember to leave your name and your basic geographic location. Because uh, if we want to mention, if we're going to mention you on the podcast, we'd like to know who you are and where you're from. So, please, and maybe we out. need to blow off some kneecaps if you're talking crap about the Giants. <laughs> That'll do it for me. <laughs> That'll do it for me go. and uh, for my co-host Walt. Thank you for joining me tonight. It was awesome, uh, awesome cast. Can't wait to laugh in your yeah, face at how my picks are. You might have won this All week. Right, well. You might have won this weekend's picks, but I'm gonna win the overall war. In this, what, my what, arena, what is the saying? My um, arena. You might. What, what is the saying though? Um, you might have won the fight, but I'm still gonna win the war. Well, that's in this literally case, what I just said. I won the fight, and but but that's but I'm flipping it because in this case, oh my god, I won the fight. I'm still gonna win the war. So you can't. It's all good. You can't change historical quotes. That's like wrong. <laughs> anyway, when you when you almost go six and zero on the first weekend, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Listen, Chief. Listen, Chief. 
You can go 99 yards. Don't mean it's a touchdown. Well, it depends if if I'm starting at the two, then it is. A oh touchdown. my god! <laughs> All right, let's leave it at that. Anyway, All right. Yep. That that'll do us for that. That'll do it for us at the arena. Thank you guys so much for joining. Peace. Later, people.